my first loss, I learned these lessons. But then I won the next fight, and then, you know, the fucking the leeches come out, all these mm. different people who are there, you know, pretending that they're your friends, but they're just, like, there because they, yeah. they want to be part of the whatever's going on, yeah. you know, or they might be secretly plotting on you. <laughs> of BBS TV. I'm your host, Big Daddy Swole, and today we got a special guest for you. His name is Emmanuel Maximo Adzo. He's a professional MMA fighter and a fine art artist. Really cool guy, man. Man, how you doing, brother? Doing great, bud. Good, Good to, to see, see you. you. Yeah, yeah, man. So how you been? What have you been up to? What have you been, uh, you know, doing? Yeah, you know, just chilling, uh, working hard, you know, right now, uh, preparing to fight. I'm looking to fight four times this year, um, you know, Working out, trying to switch some things up, get stronger. That's like my main thing. After seeing that John Jones fight uh, the other day, last weekend, it was just like uh, I see strength is a big, big thing that I need to I need to up in my game. So that's really something I'm focusing on right now. Is getting way stronger, becoming more of an athlete, and uh, just being just being a better better all around athlete. You know, yeah. going into my next couple fights. <clears throat> oh, she, well, I mean, dude, it's always supposed to be something you always grow and grow into, and you can continue to be better, just like as everything in life. So that's awesome. So uh, tell me about yourself. Like, how'd you get into fighting? Yeah. So yeah, I've been fighting my whole life. Really, uh, I've always get, would get into fights. Being, being, because I'm a, I'm an immigrant from Africa, so my name is so crazy. But you know, being uh, an immigrant coming over to America, I'd always be. I was always a smaller kid, skinny kid, mm. so kids would constantly want to fight, you know. So I, that's kind of just how I got into f the fights, always just uh, being an artist, being to myself, hanging out. This kid says this, you know, that kid says that, and I'm like, all right, I have an anger issue. At that point in time, I had anger issues, so it's just like, all right, we're going to fight, and then we get into, get into scraps, you know. Basically, just never, uh, I wasn't really ever a kid who would, like, just be passive you know so like someone so, so, so did you get like picked on like is that did uh, it start with that I, I wouldn't say picked on but it would be like you know people would people would uh would try it you know and then i would get into fights with them so yeah i guess you could say that. like for example when i moved to america it was pretty poor at the time you know so i'd be wearing like the same clothes every day yeah. you know and then uh so some kids would be like like talking trash on that i'm a kid it's at the time so kid, yeah, yeah exactly tough. so so then i'm like all right this kid's like they're in St. Louis, we call it Jonin, so there'd be Jonin on my shoes. Yeah, you know, I'm like, all right, well, we're gonna fight. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, I might have some dusty shoes, but I can beat your ass, though. You know, so then we then would be a fight, and then other people would jump in, and then the next day you go to school, and then you have beef with this guy and that guy, and it just kind of goes on. You know, we'll continue. Yeah, exactly. So I just always would get into fights. So you felt uh, like you were forced into it most of the time? Uh, like yeah. Did, or you did yeah, it as like a self-defense mechanism? Or, yeah, self-defense, yeah. Ne never always. went around starting anything. You know? Nah, never. So, yeah, never. So, so, so you came out from Africa. 
yeah. right? Had a had a had a hard upbringing. It was, of course, it was. It's always tough from you know you know people migrating over here, trying to start their whole family over again, their whole life and everything. It's mm. it's, it's like a a whole thing. But not only that, you got to face the adversity of all the kids and neighborhoods, right? Yeah, you know, and then you know, like I said, you know. The uh, not having clothes, you know, that was big for me because I got that was one of the main reasons why I got picked out as a, <laughs> as a kid. And like I always got picked on, mm. you know, so it was always like a, a situation for me as well. So that's kind of interesting. So you kind of just you already you kind of got groomed into it, basically. Yeah, hundred percent. I look back, it's like I that literally feel like it was like my destiny to fight, you know, because yeah. just the way things played out <clears throat> is like nobody in my family that I know of was a fighter right. maybe someone way down the line like some some ancient you know uh african warriors or something but as far as i know no one in my current timeline was a fighter you know mm -hmm. so i feel like through all the fights uh getting into trouble this whole like journey i've been on for my whole life it kind of always directed me to fighting and using fighting martial arts as a way to become a better person and mm -hmm. then use that to to inspire other people like some of my peers yeah. at the time when I lived in St. Louis some of my peers uh you know that aren't do that weren't doing you know like my all my friends like when I was a kid they all like went to jail they all like their lives went completely completely left you know I'm pretty much the only one at that time when I was in St. Louis that you know I'm doing like different things you know I, I took a whole different path and it's because of martial arts, you know? And then now some of those kids, like my best friend, he had a whole, like, he was going to jail, in and out of jail, his cousin in and out of jail. These are guys that I was like with every day, you know? So I know for sure if at at the time, if uh, I hadn't moved to O'Fallon, I for sure would have like went down that path. Or maybe I would have started fighting, you know, for real in uh, like a boxing gym or something. But, mm. but yeah, looking back on it, I feel like uh, the fighting was it's part of my destiny so it's because a big thing is like i can't ever i can't not fight you know i look oh every time even if i'm like i don't feel like going to practice whatever i might take a break but every single day it's on my mind like all right you know i need to compete i need to do this i need to do that so with that i feel like it's not really even necessary it's like something that is just part of my dna something i'm supposed to do you know yeah it's and and when i'm at the gym working out training i feel great you know even if like i'm like i don't want to do this I go to the gym, I get a hard workout in, I have fun, and I'm like, all right, yeah, that's what I was supposed to do. So I know it's something I'm supposed to do because when I don't do it, I feel weird. And when I'm doing it, I feel happy, you know? So yeah. it's kind of a weird, it's a, it's a weird thing. I don't I'm know how to explain Almost depressed, yeah. not, not, not focused, not yeah. driven, not going towards you. feel like you're fucking up yeah, if, exactly. you, if you're not doing what you're supposed exactly. to be doing. That's a good thing to have. I mean, I think that that's kind of like a, something that kind of saved me myself from... <laughs> You know the the ghetto per se is like because I'm 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 from that grind I'm from the same experiences and stuff like uh, we all have our different stories but we all know the same atmosphere mm -hmm. you know so to be able to come from that you know for me it always required that and luck like yeah. I got lucky too you yeah. know from some of the things you know that we we've I'm sure both of us have gone through like a lot you know yeah. so so for me to be able to come out of that not only is that like I I tell this to people all the time like you people like you are special. You know, people like me are special because we are able to look around at everyone else that was going through what we were going through. Mm. And we are actually some of the ones that were able to get out of the situation. A hundred percent. And to be able to look at you and see that you're you're going the right direction, you're doing your thing. That's like, you know, that's that's an incredible feat, man. Like you're you're doing things that most people say they're just going to do and not do. A hundred percent. Yeah. A million yeah. percent. 
you know, so for me, I'm I that's something I always say as well. It's like I'm lucky, you know, everything happens for me uh to benefit me, you know. Even if something bad happens, it's like there's always actually a lot of times like something bad will happen and it's actually oh something it was like clearing the way for something really good to come in. Yeah, isn't that crazy? You know, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So like when I was a kid, I lived in St. Anne. At the mm-hmm. time, St. Anne was like the worst spot in America. So until about like fifth grade, sixth grade, I moved to O'Fallon, which was like uh, the suburbs. You know, that's yeah. where my my parents started like their businesses picked up, and then you know I made some money, and then we moved over to the suburbs. But however, I feel uh, when I moved over to the suburbs, I was the only black kid in the whole in the whole thing. So mm. in the in the hood, I'm the only African kid in the whole place. So I'm getting getting the fights. Move over to the suburbs. I'm the only black kid in the whole place. So now I'm getting in the fights oh, wow. as well. Because <clears throat> when I moved to O'Fallon, I was completely different than all the other kids, you know, because I'm from St. Louis. So I'm, you know, I'm sagging my pants. I got my chains on. I got my I got my Air Forces on. At that time, it was Nelly, you know. <laughs> At that time, it was Nelly, Jaquan, Chingy. All those guys are popping. So yeah. had the Air Forces on. I'm out in O'Fallon. You know, these kids will step on my shoes, and that's a big no-no. You can't, you can't step on someone's shoes. Do they, do they yeah. let you brush? Do they give you a second to say, "Hey, my bad," and brush them off? Oh no, no, no! At that time, at that time, oh, they don't allow you to brush in the bay. They, they give us a second, like, "Hey, man, just respect." Oh yeah, you know, know if it's yeah. respect, yeah. If it's like yeah. someone steps on your shoes, it's like, all right. If it was an honest mistake, then that's one thing. Yeah. But when I moved to O'Fallon, they would do it on purpose. Oh really? You know, because they they didn't understand the culture, so they'd be like, because <clears throat> when you're in the inner city, it's like. You know, no one has money, you know, mm-hmm. so you get those shoes. That's like something you worked very hard for. And it's like you're going to take care of those. And that's like mm-hmm. part of your self-esteem, like your yeah. your identity. So when someone steps on your shoes, people understand why is that such a big deal. So when I moved to the to the suburbs, kids were like, oh, everyone there is rich, right? Everyone has money. They're just like stepping on your shoes on purpose, trying to start a fight. So then I'd be getting into fights because of that, you know, yeah. and then that was became a big thing. Getting... And I'd be pulling principal's office. And I'm like, oh, why did you get into a fight? Oh, this kid, this kid, Ryan stepped on my shoes. Oh, well, that's not a big deal. Why did you no. like, why did you punch him in the back of the head? It's just like stupid that's stuff. That's all like you that. got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they don't yeah. understand that's all we got. Yeah. So it's like we try to take care of what we yeah. got. But that's also a big signature of showing like, hey, you respect what you have. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, it's, it's like there's a fine line in there with like taking care of yourself. I mean, for me personally, I would consider that as... As like you know, being responsible in some way of, of being able to take care of yourself. Not only that, your pride, your ego, you yeah. know, all that stuff. They, they can tend to overflow. Mm-hmm. But we have the conversations like this sometimes on on the podcast, and um, it's all about like how we deal with things, how we get out of the hood, how we tend to. Nobody tells us what the breaks are. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like when do we stop? acting a certain way you know mm. because once the pressure's off us we still don't know when to stop sometimes Mm-mm. so that's part of like growing up like in the harsh environments right you don't know because like people are always trying to come at you yeah yeah right yeah 100 yeah. so, so evolution you know that's what we're all yeah. here for is to evolve i look back on everything it's like yeah i mean like clearly we're like the same type of guy you know what i'm mm. saying because we're we're in this you instead of instead of fighting you did bodybuilding yeah right and, I, and i'm so we're like the same type of guy i feel like and i have i'm sure everything i'm saying with fighting is the same way for you with bodybuilding yeah you gotta put it you energy know? somewhere yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so it's like uh you know through bodybuilding you know you're evolving you see the mm-hmm. evolution on your body so you know it's like okay you're becoming you're you through that process you have to become a better person mm-hmm. same thing with martial arts through you know i'm a white belt blue belt 
brown belt or mm-hmm. purple belt, brown belt. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, now I have to become a better person throughout that process. I think everybody has to or should be doing like something, something like that. Martial arts, bodybuilding, something to, football. you know, hey, football, yeah, hey, something hey, to evolve. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, especially the kids that are like growing up in harsh environments, you know, yeah, yeah. we got all this pain and anger mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, we don't know where to put it. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That's yeah. ex- so that's why I did art mm-hmm. because when I was a kid, yeah, I just had a lot of anger, a lot of pain, a lot of anger, didn't know where to put it. You know, so I just draw, I just start drawing, you know, and I'd focus in on that. And I got really good at that. <clears throat> and uh, it was a great outlet. And then throughout that, then at some point, you know, the fight now, I, I like came across like Ali on YouTube mm. and I knew nothing about fighting at all. And I was like, damn, this dude is a inspirational dude. This is like yeah. some crazy shit. So uh, then from there, I just started like looking into how to fight and stuff like that. And I started finding more people like Floyd Mayweather, Mike Tyson. You know, I started going down the rabbit hole, like uh, seeing like guys like, you know, Jack Johnson. Mm. Jack Johnson was the uh, first black heavyweight champion. And he at the at the time he was like it was uh like way back it was like what nineteen early nineteen hundreds, and he had like a white girlfriend. He's riding around. Everyone wants to kill him. Like they're coming oh, wow. after him. Crazy crazy yeah. story. He's just rolling around like uh there was like race uh, wars because he was the champion, and he was still living his life just free, fearless, didn't care. You know, and he just did his thing, and. That's See, cool, man. Yeah. When you can stay in your own lane like yeah, that and yeah. just not pay attention to everything yeah. around you, that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a kind of a that's kind of like a, a sign of um, adultism, you know, being yeah, being being like mature and not letting anything bother you. So yeah. you know, my hats off to that, man. Yeah, Jack Johnson is incredible stories, yeah. but yeah, I think we're all here for evolution. You know, mm-hmm. you're not evolving, and I think that's why you know I feel like weird if I'm not at the gym. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I feel like I'm not evolving. You know, I don't know. Do you feel you ever feel like that? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I did. You know, I did. I mean, I like with like money got involved, taking care of family and friends, and you know, I mean, like when I when I was in it, yes, like I had to get rid of a lot of that anger. I had to get rid of a lot of that pain. I, I, uh, I felt like I had to um, accomplish something. You know, it wasn't just for me. It was for my, you know, for. To show other people mm-hmm. that I could do something. Yeah. So I mean, so in order for that to happen, yeah, I did have to evolve into a different person. But a lot of things that held me back was my attitude, you know, for me, because like I took a lot of that with me from the hood. Mm-hmm. I took that fr- with me, and I kind of carried a little bit of that. But I was able to maintain and pull it back, but not enough to necessarily leave it all the way alone, which kind of could could hinder me. It might have burned some bridges that could otherwise might not have been. Um, I guess have so many things constricted on me even tighter and not be able to move as further as, as far, farther as I, as far as I could. Mm. So for me, you know, that was, um, that was part of my evolution is learning that part. And by the time I finally did learn it, you know, but I am still bodybuilding. I am going to compete and stuff, but I mean, there, there's, there's things like mentally I evolved, mm, I evolved mentally. So yeah. now I could like, you know, obtain and entertain conversations to like eventually let me into those other rooms to become more and more and more. hundred percent. I've evolved in that million percent. Like, and a perfect example of that is like, when you look at uh, pictures of me when I'm younger, I'm never, ever smiling, never, like never smiling, you know? And it's like, that's because of that mindset that you're in when you're, when you're in that situation. Yeah. But then throughout time, you know, smiling in pictures, 
something just as simple as a smile will like change your whole life. Yeah. It sounds corny as hell, but or it's like mood. it's true. Or yeah, mood. Just, your mood, just like a smile. Yeah, even like in business, in the yeah. business world, a hundred percent. You yeah. have like a smile, like you know, there is just like a such thing as like a million dollar smile. Oh, you know, yeah. that's yeah. like real because it's like some people won't even approach you. Because they're like, nah, this guy, I don't know, I don't know about this guy. Mm. But if you're more approachable, whatever, you know, because in the hood, you have to, you have to have a chip on your shoulder always you because to. someone's gonna try to test you. Yeah, you're gonna have to, you know, you're gonna yeah. have to fight. You know, uh, you have to constantly, and that's how when you, when I go to St. Louis, it's like you feel, I feel like uh, there's like a, I don't know if it's just a St. Louis vibe or what, but even in the hillbilly part, it's like constant chip on your shoulder everyone has a chip on it's their the shoulder yeah there. everyone has like you know yeah. everyone sizing each other up yeah because you, you get know? and you put the you know yeah. you kind of you kind of put this you know the the, the look on you know? yeah you, yeah, like, you yeah. kind of go back to the reverse you know you check you start checking your security yeah, like when yeah. you go back to those areas yeah you know? yeah. yeah when yeah. it's like that's not how it's supposed to be you know mm. there's people living in a completely different dimension than how you live you know and that's yeah. another thing uh you know i realized throughout time is like reading books and finding like oh there's like a whole nother way that people are living their life out there but we never yeah. knew that right yeah, yeah. we never knew that there was no resources to show yeah. us that out mm. there right yeah, yeah 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 you know i was lucky because <clears throat> you know since i'm an immigrant i got to see a lot of the world you know like uh every like every few summers my aunt lives in france so i go out to france and uh you know visit her but she lived in she lives in like the hood of france so I got to see like the friendship, but I got to see like the nice part of mm -hmm. France. And I got to see, you know, like on a, a lot. And I do like school out there in France for summer school, you know, but we, were, we weren't rich by any means. But, you know, my uh, my family would just get enough money to to ship us out there to go to France and just stay out there for the summer, live with my aunt. And uh, I got to see the world in a different way. Got to see how people were living their life. Got to see different patterns people do. You know, I travel a lot throughout competition jujitsu, so I got to see all these different ways people live in life. And like you said, uh, attitude really is the difference for for everything. You know, everything. like in the hood, uh, the attitude is more like uh, it's more short sighted, short minded, not able to see in the future. Yeah, it's not able to think past the day. You know, yeah, think past the day, not really seeing how your actions are gonna affect others, and that's by design. In the more richer parts like Newport, you know, that people think completely different, you know, like they yeah. think like just on a more about longevity and, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, it's just very different. You know, it's just very, very different. Yeah. Well, it's because, you know, a lot of it is like, well, where where are people from Newport going to go to expand their resources in the hood? Yeah, yeah. Who are they going to go mess with that? doesn't have that type of thinking just quite yet you yeah, know yeah. but the the hood can come to newport mm -hmm. and learn you know and you know ex i mean just a person you mm -hmm. know in general could come and expand their mind and start seeing how people think and i tell i tell that all the time i always say like hey kids like get around people who are thinking differently yeah, 100%. who are thinking openly yeah. that's going to help you get out because like you know not too many people like you and me get out yeah, they're yeah. not too many people yeah well, it's because they're that, scared yeah. or that's why i moved yeah. i literally came to california 200 bucks yeah. hopped in my car drove out here that's crazy and i just figured it out you know yeah, like hey, yeah. i'll give you yeah. props on that yeah. man. that's crazy oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and it is you know like because when i go back 
to Missouri, like everyone, a lot of people are still doing the same shit they were doing like same five years shit. ago. Yeah, same, same exact shit. shit. Yeah, I'm never leaving. Yeah, yeah. I ain't never leaving. Or, or they'll like, say, "Oh, I am gonna leave," but they've been saying that like five years from now, you know, years, ten yeah. years, same shit. You know, but the if I wouldn't have moved to California at the time I did, I'm sure I'd still be doing good. I'm sure my life would be good, but it it wouldn't have went the way it went. You know, this way. Right. It's like because I had to had to make things happen. You know, I wouldn't have met all the high-level coaches and high-level fighters I've met. I wouldn't have trained with all these guys, even on the business aspect. I wouldn't have met, you know, the first, when I moved to California, the first person I trained was a CEO of a coffee company. And I met this dude just uh, in Sprouts, you know, I was yeah. just like talking, me and him started chopping it up. Uh, we started talking, up. we were talking about the tur- turkey and Sprouts or something. And then we're the older guy, we start chopping it up and then... Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'm a martial artist, blah, 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 showing him some of my stuff. And then he's like, oh, yeah, that's like, he was telling me how he got uh, mugged before and when he lived in New York for his watch. He's like, you know, what? I'm actually interested in training. So I start training him. And then turns out this guy, his name is Kurt. This guy uh, is like one of my main business partners now. You know, oh, we're cool, working man. on a, a program online platform uh, uh, to show people, teach people martial arts and fitness. And uh, we've been working on it for like. What's up, everybody? I'm Big Daddy Swoles. Hopefully, you're enjoying your entertainment on BDS TV. If you are, please make sure to give me a like, comment, and subscribe so you guys can be the first to be notified about new content that's released. Also, be sure to check out my website, my music page, my social media platforms, and a merchandise store, all listed on the links below. Like two years now, it's going to be really, really legit. So, um, you know, just in the, if my, my uh, past self would have went into that Sprouts and been like, what, what the fuck is this guy looking at? Like, why is yeah. he looking at it? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you're cutting off, you you're know, cutting off a, like, a connection right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it turned out, know. me and this guy are like, you know, great friends now, you know? Yeah. Just a random guy I met at Sprouts, you know? And it's crazy because uh, every single person you meet, you know, you never know how, you know, that person might actually uh, change your life. You know, that you person know. might actually, you know, help you. And that person might actually have the information to the question that you're, asking in your head you know and then you're talking to them and they say oh yeah this this and that and they're like oh that's the information you need and that's the crazy thing about when you're in one spot if you if you need to evolve best thing you could do is just move yeah even if you don't know anybody you know if you just figure out a plan and move to a different spot where people think similar or people people are trying to grow that's the biggest thing about here in orange county is like there's a lot of people trying to grow like Wegg. You know, he's he's on a similar mindset. Wegg, you know, Daniel Savage, shout out to those guys. Yep. They're on like a, a growth mindset. You know, they're trying mm-hmm. to do something with their life. They're trying to expand. evolve, you know, yeah. expand. You know, yeah. there's a lot of fighters I meet who are in a sim- similar mindset. And they're all from other places. And they're coming here because there's all these people who are kind of on the same type of wave, yeah. you know, trying to really, uh, you know, do more with themselves, do more with the life get more out of life, you know, uh, learn more about life, you know, learn more about their craft, whatever it is, you know, and that's the biggest thing I see out here. You know, there's a, there's a, like a feeling out here when I come out here, when I go back to Missouri, there's a feeling like, it's kind of like very slow pace. Yeah, it's different, you know? right? Yeah, yeah, very, very you, slow You get pace. irritated when you get yeah. behind someone in a car yeah. or they're driving like real slow. Yeah. 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 You know, so yeah. that's, 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 uh, yeah, if, I think, if you're in, the, if you're a kid in the hood, if you're, you know, even if you're not, even if you're in the hillbilly land or if you're in, you know, whatever suburbs, but you're thinking in a certain way, you're thinking outside the box and, uh, you know, 
you best thing you do is move. You yeah. know, that's really what I feel. Move to a spot where you feel that, you know, people are gonna are on the same same wave as you, you know? That's the biggest thing I could say. Yeah. You know? Yeah, see so that there you go again. It's just it's just just telling telling you youngsters out there if you're going through it and you wanna get out, you wanna do something with yourself, just be around other people. Move. Get out of the get out of the way of everyone that's doing everything you don't want to be involved with. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, so I mean, there you go. You have it again, right? He's just Emmanuel just said it again. So I mean, man, you, you you're, you're feeding them knowledge. Yeah, right? you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so tell me about your first fight, man. Tell me how you got your first fight. How you got into it? How, how first? Yeah, first pro fight. For yeah. first my first. Yeah, so, pro, pro fight. Yeah, first pro, pro fight. fight. First pro fight was uh, so I re- I came into fighting with the plan, you know, because my first like fight was uh, just some backyard stuff, you know. It's like kind of like you go on YouTube, like street beefs or whatever. Uh-huh. It was exactly like that in Missouri. We just always never back down. We'd have these like fat these fights, backyard I heard, I heard fights. Of them, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. uh, so I did that yeah. as a kid, and then I already knew I wanted to be a pro fighter when I was like fourteen. Mm-hmm. So I started wrestling. Started, I had a plan. I created a plan where I was like, I'm not going to fight until I'm a purple belt in jiu-jitsu because of the brain damage and stuff like that. I, I know it's a factor in the, in the game, mm-hmm. but I want to make sure I have enough skills to minimize that. So I went in and every single day for five years. I trained like a savage twice a day, every day. That's because I knew I was preparing to go to war. For every single day, I had a mission. So well, I'd How be, long did you train for per session? Uh, per session, about two-hour sessions. Wow. Yeah, so you were in the gym for four hours yeah, a day. Yeah, four hours a day. And then I'd go home and I'd run, you know, miles. I'd wow. run miles. Yeah, I, I had my Nike my Nike run app. You'll see, you can look back years, running, running, running. I'm, I want to be, uh, there's a there's a level on the Nike Run Club called Volt. There's only a thousand people in the world in it. Um, that's the level I'm trying to get to. I only need like two two more levels. It's like you run ten, you you ran ten thousand miles basically Ooh, in X amount in like however long. So that's what I'm looking forward to looking forward to doing. How but, many more miles you got? Uh, right now I think I have like seven hundred. Wow. So I got a ways to go, but you know, it took some years to get to that. But yeah, seven hundred miles. You know, uh, the next level I think is a uh, thousand miles or something like. I think it's a thousand miles. The next level, and then it goes from there. But you know, it's a, it. it when I say seven hundred, it doesn't really seem like that much. You it's know, a I lot feel like to me. It's I mean, a lot. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. <laughs> there's people out there who ran. Who I don't even 10, like 000. driving a hundred yeah. miles. You know, yeah. What I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a lot of miles, brother. And there's a lot, a lot of shoes too. Yeah, oh yeah. There's a lot that they that hasn't been tracked as well. You know, there's plenty of times I ran that oh, I didn't yeah. have the app, but um, but yeah, as far as fighting goes, so I had a plan every single day. I'm like, I know I'm gonna have these fights, so I'm going to war every day and preparing for war so i go two times a day you know jiu-jitsu heavy then striking at night and then i'd start competing in jiu-jitsu to get as many competitions under my belt as possible because those are fights without getting damaged without actually getting punched and stuff so i'd have all these competition experience because all the best fighters i watched every single fighter who was the best and i studied what their life was i studied everything about them. i got i get obsessed with things that's great so i man. went in i started yeah. studying everybody's life studied everything about them and uh the best the biggest thing i saw where all the best fighters were was a lot of them had competition in wrestling or jiu-jitsu and they had championships in those fields because they have had hundreds and thousands of fights in that martial art and then they're going into mma uh with already a certain level you know so 
like John Jones, he wrestled, you know, his whole life, you know, uh, uh, Conor McGregor, he didn't really have a competition background like that, but he, all he did was, you know, train his, his whole life. You know, there's so many guys, Anderson Silva, he's Muay Thai fighter, you know, uh, Horace Gracie, Jiu Jitsu. there's so many guys I've studied all these guys. So when I made my plan, I was like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. So every day I'm in the gym, I go win a tournament, win a tournament, win a tournament, Get the next belt. Win a tournament. Win a tournament. Get the next belt. Finally got my purple belt, <clears throat> and I was waiting around. And I just and I was like, nah. I was like, well, I was like 24 at the time, I think, 24. <clears throat> and then I was like, all right, it's time to go. It's time to fight. So I just went, talked to a promoter that was in Iowa, booked the fight. Didn't have necessarily like a fight camp per se because I was mm-hmm. training at a jiu-jitsu gym, but there was a lot of great fighters in there. I didn't even tell my coach. I just booked it right away. Really? And uh, yeah, and then I went in the gym. I'm like, yeah, I got a fight coming up. And then my coach, Coach Steve back in Missouri, he's a hell of a fighter. Amazing. One of the best fighters I've ever seen. I think the best fighter I've ever seen. And uh, he's like, all right, we're going to get ready to fight now. So then we start fight training, you know, and we had a, a full fight camp for about 60 days. Brutal fight camp. Went into the fight, wrecked the fight, destroyed the fight. Then got, only got punched once. Just technique through the roof. And the guy I fought, they were setting me up to lose. The guy I fought was a champ. His brother really? was a champion. This guy was like some knockout artist. Oh, wow. You know, big time jujitsu guy in Iowa is his hometown. He was, uh, the whole crowd was there for him. You know, I went in, I just destroyed the dude, wrecked the dude. And the, the commentators are even like, kind of like, they're like, uh, well, I don't know about this guy, but Gabe, his jujitsu is really good. I don't, like, as I'm taking him down, like, I don't know, but yeah. they're just like, kind of like, just like uh, everything yeah. I do, they're kind of like, and then by the end of the fight, they're like, oh, yeah, this guy, like, you know, like, damn, this dude's legit, you know, because yeah. they, they knew how good this guy Gabe was. And uh, so that's how I started out. Yeah, because I saw your hands, man. <laughs> you know, you you got good hands, too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. I love I've been boxing, you know, a long time, you know. I, I People think I'm just a jiu-jitsu guy. Nah, I'm not just a jiu-jitsu guy. Well, you guy, could you know? fool me. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 when, I saw, when I saw your hands, I was just like, wow, like, you know, that this guy knows how to, this guy knows, really knows how to put hands on people. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was like, you know, you see move like your spot you know that's 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 pretty impressive yeah, I, I was i was that. i was impressed like you know your speed as well so i appreciate yeah that. i gotta give you, I, gotta give you <laughs> that, I was checking i was like yeah, this is really good. yeah so okay so you got your first fight out the way and then what what uh, happened after that from there it was like uh then from there what the jiu-jitsu worlds was coming up you know i still want to win a world championship in jiu-jitsu that was mm-hmm. maybe like six months later mm-hmm. so when we start going really really training hard for that real real hard hardest I ever trained and then uh you know whatever happens life happens in weird ways well let's uh, let's talk about let's yeah. talk about that let's talk about yeah. what, what happened did something came involved with their uh your life that's, that pulled you away from training for a little I don't bit know. i was i was training my balls it was like two weeks before the tournament me and my coach uh it had like a falling out you know oh, we're man. good now but it was just like you know i was being a kid i was doing dumb shit i was like smoking weed and uh, you know, just like going crazy online and shit. So well, that's good that you can like you know acknowledge that. Oh yeah, no, I was yeah. I was wrong for sure because I didn't realize at the time. I didn't realize that there was a bunch of kids like looking up to me. You know, so you know what I'm saying. Yeah, so you kind of don't see that yeah, sometimes because yeah. they're just numbers on a screen yeah. as far as what you see. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, and, and the kids in the actual gym. You know, so yeah, now true. I understand it. You know, but I didn't understand it at the time. So I'm just like going on my social media. I'm trying to build it up. You know, I'm mm-hmm. posting content. Uh, so I was like smoking weed, whatever, just talking shit, doing my thing. Mm-hmm. And then my coach, uh, you know, we just kind of got into it. And he was like, 
Uh, so then the tournament is like two weeks away. And I, you know, I, you never know, but I think I would have won that year because we were, that was the best we've ever been. And, uh, you know, I was, I'm, I was one of the top jiu-jitsu guys in the world in my weight class and in my belt, belt rank, you know. Um, so, you know. what's up, guys? Manny here. Hope you're enjoying the show on BDS TV. If you're looking for any martial arts training, fitness training uh, in Orange County, click the link below. And also follow me on Instagram at Emanuele Adzo. Appreciate you guys. You know, we, so that year, it doesn't happen. Uh, there's a period where I'm not training, maybe like a few months. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to California, you know? So, because he also, my coach was like, yeah, you know, if you want to do MMA, you know, California is the, the place to go because uh, where the level that you're at right now, there's not, there's not really any, like, to hit that level. Yeah. Yeah. If you really want to hit the next, yeah. if you really want to do MMA, you got to go to Orange County. That's where it's going to be at. My coach is Mike Buckles. Uh, you know, great friend, you know, really life, uh, he's taught me a lot about life and, uh, he's like a real sensei, you know? So, uh, you know, so I took his advice, came out here and then that's when I really, really started diving in. I, for two months, two months, I just prepared to move out here, got my life in order, got in real good shape and then, you know, paid off my bills uh, came out to California, had like 200 bucks, drove, I put all the gas in my car, drove out here, came here, started making moves. I already had friends out here because of, uh, every year I would come out and do jujitsu. So I'd be out here for like a month out of the year or mm -hmm. month and a half out of the year. And, uh, so came out here, started making moves immediately. I had, then I had my first, I, bo I was booking fights and, they just kept falling through, kept falling through. Kept injuries falling through. or anything like uh, that. The in it's hard, I heard it's hard to get a fight sometimes. Yeah, yeah, like, is, yeah. yeah, yeah I heard it's, it's not, even yeah. hard just to even get a fight yeah, sometimes. It's not, it's not easy, especially if people you're... People get sick. Yeah, people or, get sick, people get injured. Uh, especially you're coming in in your first fight, you know. Um, you know, people are like, oh, I don't want to take that fight. It's too dangerous of a fight. Or, oh, like, people, everyone wants to have an undefeated record, so... Maybe you're coming in and you don't have any fights, but you have that jujitsu background mm -hmm. and you have that one amateur fight. And because I only I didn't really have an my amateur fight was a was a pro fight. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you see on my record it says I'm uh I'm I'm three I'm three and two, but really I'm four and two because that first fight was a, actually a pro fight. You know, really? there, there was no yeah, there was no shin pads, there was no the all the rules were the same. You know, so uh. Why do they? Why do you think they called it like a? Did they not call it a pro fight or? No, nah, it's because uh, well, I didn't have any 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 amateur uh, experience, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's just every state has a different different way they do things. Different rules, laws. You know, yeah, different rules. So in Iowa, uh, for that fight, there was no shin guards, there was no, you know, headgear, none of that shit. It was just full on. MMA. It was the guy I was fighting was you know super good as well. So as far that was a pro fight, you know there was no difference between my pro fight and that fight, you know. So, uh, but in California, if I would have fought amateur, you fight you under camo, you have like headgear, you have shin guards, it's like shorter rounds, mm. stuff like that. So when I came over to California, I couldn't get any fights. For like eight times, people were pulling out because they would see my mm -hmm. one fight and they're like, "Nah, this dude's legit." He's he. They would think I'm a pro, so they're like, "Nah, we're not gonna take the fight." Or the day of, I cut all the weight. Day of, the guy would pull out. You know, uh, multiple times it happened, and then finally, 
was like, all right, I can't do it, so I gotta go pro, you know. So I start training at HB Ultimate, and um, so wait, so you were, I want to back up a second just for the viewers. You were that good as an amateur. The only way you could get a fight is to fight pro. Fight pro, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was. That's just, pretty fucking cool, man. This is all I've ever done. Yeah. This is I mean, all I've ever. That's done. That's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't get a, a amateur fight to save my life, and I was out in California where uh everywhere all the fighters are you know mm-hmm. so so many guys pulled out you know and uh so i was like all right i'm going pro you know went pro and uh first fight was against a knockout artist every single fight i've had has been you know uh, a super tough person yeah. every single fight has been a tough person first fight against gordy gayton he's a knockout artist uh went in there mauled him the before the fight Two weeks before the fight, I got a really bad injury. I got a really bad injury. I had oh, a man. orbital fracture, and my had like a super bad concussion. Never had one before. Yeah. You know, if I got hit in the eye, I was the I was gonna balloon up. You know, so I had to be super zoned into this fight. You oh. know, because it was like if I make a mistake, this guy's gonna hit me in my eye. If he knows that my eye's messed up, he's gonna hit me in my eye. Go for it. And yeah. it's gonna be a whole thing. You know, but I went in. I only got hit one time the whole fight. Took That's him down. Insane, you know, <laughs> took him down, just dominated him on the ground, mauled him on the ground. He was a blue belt, but there's levels to jujitsu. Yeah. You know, uh, then immediately after that, I fought uh two more times, just back to back to back. And uh then I had my first loss, which was I fought one week and I fought the next week. It was like I fought five days later. That's crazy. Yeah, Within yeah. that amount of time. Yeah, that amount. Of, it was, but I mean, only if, I guess if you only got hit once, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah you can well, no, this moving, is right? three fights in. Oh, this yeah, is three yeah, fights. Yeah, this in. is three fights in. So, uh, within a span of like a month and a half, I fought that many times. That's insane. Yeah, bro. yeah. It was back to back. But you don't back. hear about that too often. No, nah, nah, only person that I know who's really done it is like John Jones. Uh, he, I know when he started fighting, but that was a different time. Everyone's yeah. really good in MMA now. Not to say John Jones is a hell of a fighter. When he started his first year fighting, he fought like eight times, you know. So that was really impressive. But when I had my fight, you know, the fight, my first loss was against uh, a jujitsu world champion at black belt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the, I learned a lot from that because <clears throat> it wasn't like he was better than me, it was nothing like that. It was just, I didn't even want to be there. It was a lot of stuff. Like, I was just like, my car was messed up, you know, no excuses. Uh, but, you know, finally get to the fight. The fight takes super long to happen. It's like at 12 at night. Finally, we're having a fight. I'm going back and forth. I'd never lost a round at that point. And uh, I, it's kind of close. I don't know if I'm losing the round. So I go to solidify the round at the end of it. I take him down. He puts me in a guillotine choke. The bell actually rang. The bell actually rang, but I tapped out. And uh, then the fight was over. Looking back on the tape, the bell rang, so the fight actually wasn't, you know, it yeah. should have should, should been, it should have never. But at the time, it was poor management, you know, poor management. He even had me fighting a week, five days later. It was just greediness yeah. on the management side because they are just making money off of me. But you see that you know, now, Yeah, though. yeah, I see. I've learned a lot in this fight game. You know, I'm still in the beginning yeah. of my career. If there's money you know, involved, yeah. don't trust yeah. anyone. Yeah, Unless 100%. You, you have to see, you have to like, one thing I've noticed about money, man, is it, it'll it'll show a person. Yeah. Like, it'll show you who a person is. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, there's certain people that don't understand. Like, a lot of people that act funny with money don't understand money. Mm-mm. They don't understand the longevity of loyalty and what's making you money or yeah. how to maintain that you know, let's just say like you're an investment, right? Yeah, exactly. And they abused their investment. It was so yeah. dumb because, okay, you might have made a little bit of money from the fight, me fighting, but 
that was dumb to have me fight so quickly mm. because if I would have just waited two months, you know, which ultimately it's up to me to say, mm. no, I'm not going to take the fight. But you got to understand, with fighters, we're guys that are like, you don't ever come to a fighter and be like, uh, hey, because a fighter is always going to say yes. You know what I'm saying? Because there's, now you're playing with my ego. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are you know that I'm, a, I'm not scared of anybody. You know, because the way this guy was asking me to fight right when I won the fight while I'm in the cage with my eyes messed up. He's like, all right, so you're going to fight in two weeks, right? I'm like, bro, I haven't even seen my family yet. Like, I haven't, yeah. like, I'm like, no, nah, bro, don't ask me that right now. And then it's like, all right, well, come on, man, just fight, just fight. We'll get you in Bellator, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, great. What I'll just like, all right, what well, I'm not scared of anybody, I'll fight. All right, so boom, we have, I have the fight. And, uh, you know, if he would have just been, if the management would have been smarter, you know, and maybe, I mean, if I would have been smarter as well, longer term, mm-hmm. it would have been a better investment because he got the money from that fight. But now you, I don't work with the with that manager no more. Now the my, now all my fights, I've only had six fights, but I've been my last two fights have uh, all my fights have sold really well. But my last two fights have sold out. My last fight, I was the main event. I was the main event on my sixth fight. It's crazy stuff. I sold. A ridiculous amount of tickets. I sold uh, twenty seven thousand in ticket sales. Wow! On as a as a six like six fights in, and I was the main event on a big on in an LFA. But in fact, before that, the fight with Patrick Becker is at OC Fight Club. Mm. I sold the place out. I was the co-main event, and but I was really the main event. If you watch the fight, like everyone was there for me. It was going mm. ape shit. Then when the main event came, everyone kind of dipped out. You know. Um, that fight was it was outside. It was like three thousand people there. Crazy, crazy fight. Great opponent. We had a really good fight. Uh, so my trajectory in this game is like it's going up and up and up. You know, I'm coming off my first. I'm coming off another loss. You know, so when I, my fight with Becker, that was me coming back from my first loss. You know, and I took like a, it took a year. Mm. It was like COVID and all the shit. Took a year. Came back. Had that fight. He was a beast. Came in there. Had a great performance. <clears throat> Now, my last fight that I lost was against this guy, Tyson Miller. He's a hell of a fighter, great fighter. This He he was 4-0 at the time, all finishes, all knockouts, you know, uh, really dangerous fighter. However, I was like, I'll just, you know, skill for skill, I've, I'm better than, than him skill for skill. Mm-hmm. I know it's crazy to say, but, you know, I'm better than him skill for skill. He even knows I'm better than him skill for skill. In the fight game, shit goes crazy, you know. He he, there was a lot of things going on in my life at the time for that fight. No excuses. And then my grandma passed away right mm-hmm. before the fight. I couldn't go to Africa because there was so many tickets sold. I had a responsibility to go to the fight, you know. Uh, my knee was banged up. My knee was mangled before the fight. Jeez. And I was I was on crutches for for a few weeks. I couldn't even really train for you know for a bit there. The weight cut was the easiest weight cut I ever had, but it was pretty brutal as well uh there's so many things going on. me and my girl broke up at the time before the fight oh, yeah man. bro it was brutal that one bro. right there yeah. will put it on you yeah. right there yeah, yeah it yeah. was brutal there was a lot yeah. of things going on that people don't understand during that fight and they don't really care as well you know people were plotting on me telling my opponent about my knee injury you know wow. dude came out first thing he did was he was he was kicking the leg wow. first thing very first thing he did he was going after the exact leg that was damaged in the back room you know, I had no team. You know what I'm saying? It was just me, basically. Before the fight, right before I'm about to go out, I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, damn, it's just me out here. I don't have a team. You know, I don't even have anybody to wrap my hands, you know. Uh, 
And it was just a lot of weird shit, bro. A lot, a lot of weird shit that I, I changed everything after that fight. You know, evolved. Uh, yeah, evolved. Yeah, I evolved big time because that mm. was just like, I shouldn't be going to war and then be like, which I would always go to these fights and just be on my own. Mm. But it's lo- the level I'm fighting at now, it's like the biggest thing. One of my buddies was telling me, uh, Ice Cream, he Ice Cream Cooks, he was telling me, he's like, the biggest thing he noticed in the fight was Tyson Miller. He had a whole team with him. You know, even though the whole arena is there for me, it was there's too much chaos. It was just like just me. And there's this guy here, there's that guy there, there's this guy there. There's no, there's no, like, uh, what's the word? Like, unity? I don't know. Unity? There's no unity. There's just, like, a lot of weird shit going on. And then it's just me going out there and fighting the guy, and I'm on my own, you know? Which is fine. I've done it a million times. But uh, for that fight, you know, fight played out the way it did. Mm -hmm. Landed a, a quick shot, you know, good setup on his part. Uh, got me down. The fight got stopped super quickly, you know, and uh, no injuries or nothing. The best way I could have lost the fight, you know, there's no injuries. Yeah. Very quick stoppage, you know. I didn't even really get a chance to get going, you know. But after that, you know, I uh, took the time, changed everything in my life. Started training at King's MMA with Master Rafael Cordero. Uh, you know, got stronger, reevaluated everything about my fight game, mm-hmm. learned what Tyson Miller was doing in the fight, how I even got caught with a, with a punch like that, strengthened up my legs, strengthened up my knees, evaluated the people in my life that were just there because I was winning at the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But then when you lose, it switches real quick. Yeah, that's yeah. something. Yeah. That, like in bodybuilding, like yeah. the same thing. You're only good as your last show. Yeah, yeah. Only good as your last show, yeah, right? Yeah, I'll yeah, tell yeah, you, oh, man. Yeah, 100%. You know how that goes, yeah, right? Yeah, 100%. So as soon as you <laughs> fail, everyone's like, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, which I know you know, that, which yeah. I felt before, you know, because yeah. that is my I took my first loss. But that stings. But yeah, it stings for that sure, stings, you know. Bro. But it's like I want the people who are there for me, regardless. And there's a lot of people who are there for me, regardless. And uh, you know, because there's gonna be a lot of ups and downs in this road. This oh, yeah. is the fight game, you know. So, uh, you know, figuring out, uh, and you know, it's very, very weird too. I always had a fear of being knocked out. I didn't really get knocked out. I got dropped, you know. But however. Uh, going in there and getting dropped like that, getting you know for a while after the fight, I felt like someone took something from me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah, that's what stings. And, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. It's the ego gets yeah. really ego, bruised. Yeah, yeah. ego get bruised. So, but it, it's also a good lesson. Too. Yeah, it was a great lesson. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's there's a lot of pluses you can get from out of that. You oh, yeah. know? I mean, like the first time getting knocked out or the first time losing or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, not just losing, but just anything, something getting taken away from you after it's been given to you mm-hmm. or. You know, that's like one of the most valuable lessons probably that I've ever experienced in my life, yeah, yeah, you know, because yeah. then you get to really see who's there for you. Yeah, 100%. Then you get yeah. to see like what's important. Mm. After everything goes away, what's important, well, mm. what what stayed after yeah. everything, you know, got taken away yeah. is what's left. That's what's important. 100%. You know? 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, you know, it's funny because in the back room after the fight, after everyone clears out, you know, there's just a few people who were there for me. Now I'm like, all right, these people are really the people who are in my corner, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, then the whole process afterwards, building up, building back up. That's the process I'm in right now. You ever seen Rocky on uh, Rocky when he fought Clubber Lang? Mm-hmm. You see Clubber Lang in the shadows working mm-hmm. and stuff? That's yeah. how I am right now. Yeah. You see Rocky when he comes yeah. back from losing from Clubber Lang? Mm-hmm. That whole process that he goes through, that's mm-hmm. the exact process that I'm in right now. I'm watching Rocky 
that that Rocky over and over and over again. Seeing him in the gym, you know, Apollo Creed's like, there is no tomorrow. There is no, like, yeah. just over. He's on the beach running. You know, he's on the beach running and he can't do it. He, he's slow. He can't do it. And he just gives up, you know? And he's just, like, looking down. And then Apollo's like, it's over. It's done, you know? I've been through that moment so many yeah, times. Yeah. Bro, I've been through that moment a million yeah. times. You no, know, like, these fights people don't know, you know, like, when you're, when I'm alone and I'm out there running, you know, late at night, going hard, you know, that's that, those are the moments that, that will make this next win, you know, sweet. You yeah. know, make this next fight very sweet. And there's no guarantee either, you know, there's a lot of pressure, there's no guarantee going to the next fight. I already know the person I'm fighting next is going to be a beast because they're always a beast, yeah. you know. In my career, there's, there's everyone's been a beast. Yeah. So it's like, I already know this guy's going to be a beast and, uh, you know, I have to, I'm prepared for that and coming ready for that, you know. The uh, biggest thing I've learned in this, this the throughout these last few months was like Master Rafael Cordell, he's he, the mindset. Yeah. He's like, killer dies the mindset when you go to fight, yeah. you know? And now I'm switching that over. Because sometimes we go to training and like I'm training with beasts, you know? Everyone I train with is best, some of the best guys in the world. Mm. So it's like some days, you know, training is like, damn, I don't want to go to training today. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like, it's going to be fucking hard today. Well, it's not you know? easy. Nah, hell no. You know, training, well, training, is, not, yeah. training is not easy, but you yeah. have you have to yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. You yeah. have to love yeah, it. Otherwise, yeah. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't put yourself through that. Exactly. And it's yeah. like, you know, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, because I, I, you know, after my first loss, I already learned these lessons you know, but whatever life happened, I learned, had to learn the lessons again, you know? Mm -hmm. So now I'm coming back and now this time I'm ramping everything up. These last four years, I've done everything in my fight career, but I have a long way to go. You know, I'm looking for these next five years to fight four times a year and finish, you know, or after that point, I'd be 32 years old with 20 fights, mm -hmm. 20, or no, 28 pro fights. That'd and we'll awesome. see where we're at at that point. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking to do. Uh, you know, so... Yeah, it's very interesting. That that loss made me sit back. Like we were talking about evolution earlier. Yeah. That loss made me sit back and really think about where I'm going, what I want to be in five years. You know, mm -hmm. who's really there for me? What do I got to change, you know? Yeah. Because when it, when it comes down to the fight, some people might even want to see you lose. You know what I'm saying? Some people... Yeah. Who you think are in your corner, they might they oh, might yeah. they might want to see you lose. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, never go looking for yeah. support in your backyard, yeah. Yeah. bro. Yeah. Never go looking for support yeah. in your so backyard. It's a real, yeah. it's a real you know, it's mm -hmm. a real grimy game out here because people were, were leaking information to the enemy. You know what I'm saying? I don't know mm -hmm. who it was, but someone wanted to see me lose. And I take that as a as a direct because it's a dangerous game. Someone mm -hmm. wanted to see me get fucked up that night, you know? Always, so, yeah. always somebody like yeah, that. Yeah. That's within any field. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's within any field. It could be the yeah. music game, could be mm -hmm. bodybuilding, could be like anything. Yeah, yeah. You're owning a business. Like the people always want to see you. Hell, it's yeah. just the most craziest shit mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Why? Like, you know, when yeah. that person could take you with you, or that's another connection. Mm -hmm. I mean, or that's some knowledge you could pull from. Exactly. That's or, what I'm talking just, about. Just some mm -hmm. enjoyment. Like, why wouldn't you want to see everyone around you winning? Yeah. Like, how much information you could pull from that thing? Like, I, I've never understood it. I've, I mean, of course, if someone's done you dirty, mm -hmm. I mean, that's totally different. Yeah. But, I yeah. mean, just in general, like, to plot on somebody, mm -hmm. just out of nowhere. Yeah, 100%. Just you know because you just said, man, just, you know what? Yeah, I, don't, I don't, don't fuck with Yeah, I don't, I don't like him. Fuck him. Yeah, for no reason. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, maybe just, maybe just. Like, we're, yeah. we're too jacked. That's the, that's the problem. Yeah, we got so here. Yeah, we're, we're too, too pretty. Maybe yeah. we're just too pretty, man. Who yeah, knows, yeah. You, you know? can't, you can't be this jacked and people hate on it. Yeah, you know, that, so. it's gonna happen. But yeah, bro, someone that was a crazy shit to me because 
I remember after the fight, someone had came to me and they're like, oh, yeah, it's crazy that he went for your knee right away. And I'm like, it was fucking this guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, I knew it was this Why guy. Why you mention it? Why yeah. you mention it? Yeah, I knew it was this guy because oh, it was like, man. some people, they you know, give like, it away, huh? Yeah, it's like some people, they, they act like they like you, but you kind of know, like, nah, yeah. this guy's on some weird shit. Yeah. You know, and it was like, a lot right, of them. Bet. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, it was like, all right, bet, you know. But the knee's good now, you know. The knee's good now, you know. I'm better now, you know. I'm more stronger now. Survived, yeah. you know. Uh, life is better. Business is better, yeah. you know. Everything's better, you know. Mindset, I, mindset. I don't need the fight. I fight because I want to fight and I yeah. want to be a ch world champion, you know. Mm. And uh, the next fight, you're gonna see that. You're gonna see a different, different animal. Well, I, I want to come to it. Oh yeah, damn right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta come. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, oh, bro. Um. All right. So as far as like any, anything you want to like, you know, tell the kids, man, that like have been through something that we've been through. Like, let's just say, like, you know, you, you, when you go through a loss, you know, how do you get through that? How did, how did you how did you how'd you weave your way through that? Yeah, so first thing I did going through the loss was I went through and I looked at uh different fighters who had losses as well and I looked at their trajectory of their career. So when I am the, the stage of my career I'm at right now, where was Conor McGregor at this stage? Where was yeah. John Jones at this stage? Okay, John Jones undefeated. Okay, but Conor McGregor, he's at the exact same exact same record I have right now is the same record he had at this stage in his career. He took like two years off, came back. Yeah. You know, as so I looked at all these different fighters, seeing how they were, you know, Anderson Silva, he he started his career with like a couple losses, mm -hmm. you know, and then he went on some crazy run. So I was like, okay, I know uh, logically you can bounce back from these losses. You yeah, can come back course. even better. So then from there, I'm like, okay, how did they do it? And I started reading stories. I need inspiration, you know, so I started looking in inspiration. From there, I start finding my reasonings for doing things. Because did you almost quit? Nah, hell no. You didn't I, even close. I mean, no, no, never, never. I might have gone through my mind like, "Hey, fuck this shit." I'm not going to the gym today. So emotionally, you, know? you were strong. You were yeah. with it. Yeah, you know I'm never because I mean? this is I'm committed to the game. You know, that's. Cool. I might have been like, "No, what? Fuck this shit." I'm not going to the gym today. I'm done with this shit. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm never quitting. You know, I can't quit, especially off a loss because that's what they want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I would never do that. You know, but so that's how you dealt with it. Like, you know, you you evaluated your life. Yeah. You sit there and you you started yeah. studying. Look you back. looked for inspiration. Yeah, you inspiration. For... That's the first step for me always. You know, look at my. I think about uh, stuff like everybody who has lived to get me to this point mm -hmm. and had. Uh, you know, this is thousands of people to get me to this point to live, you know, and uh, fight for their life and strive and fight for mm -hmm. their life and survive and build life and get to the point where in 2023 and I'm just here and I think about the future of my my future bloodline, like how would they would they be like let's say five generations down, I want my ancestors to be like uh ancestors. Is that the word for their future? Um, maybe you would be their ancestors. Maybe want, your lineage, maybe. Yeah, I want my lineage to I be. I think it might be lineage. Yeah. You know, I want my great lineage, grandkids, great 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 grandkids. I want them to look back and be like, damn, man, he was a bad motherfucker. I I have to, I have to turn it up. You know, I had to live life to the fullest. You know, that's where I have a nephew. You know, I have a nephew coming. You know, soon here. I want to make him proud. I want to make my family proud, which I already have. But I want to take it to another level. You know. Mm -hmm. And those types of things were, are the things where I'm like, okay, now I have inspiration, you know? Yeah. It's not about just being like making a bunch of money 
Cause I, cause you could do other things that are easier to make money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, way it's, easier. Yeah, yeah, it's not way about getting easier. getting bitches or whatever. Because they'll leave this the second you, you lose. lose. Yeah, they'll they leave. Gone. Yeah, they out of there. Or yeah. you're not doing something. Yeah, yeah. yeah unless it's yeah. unless it's the real unless it's the real girl yeah. that is there with you regardless. When you, you have know? nothing. Yeah, exactly. You or know? he doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. You know? But a lot know? of a lot of these. Yeah. I mean, this day and age, I know they t- like they're they're talking about like oh how you get a girl and have all the you know you got to have this you got to have that you got to have this to get the cream of the crop. Well, those are the type of girls that you know aren't worth anything. Yeah, they, they want you for that shit. They anyways. want you for shit. They'll leave so in the blink of eye. Yeah, they need to, they need to be teaching that too while they're out there. To, you know, all this shit. They don't teach that shit. No, hundred percent. You pull up to a car, a yeah, uh, uh, club in a nice car mm-hmm. or whatever, and like one of them little roaches come out and start yeah. talking to you. Yeah. Sure, you know, you can pull them, mm-hmm. but they're not worth it. Not worth it. And that's yeah. the thing as well. It's like, yeah. I can talk about it because you might be making the money now, but what yeah. happens if you get in a car accident yeah. and then you, you're not good for two years and you and then, and then they leave, right? Oh, yeah, they're gone. Yeah, you need to have someone who's there for you. If you're in that situation, they're going to hold it down for you and mm-hmm. vice versa, you yeah. know? like. That's what true love is, you yeah, know? Yeah, they're not going to stay for your car. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like your, your payment, you're going to miss your payments. Yeah, you're going yeah. to lose your job. Exactly. You're going to lose your money. Exactly. Yeah. And so, that's, that happens in life, yeah, you know? Yeah, so don't chase, don't yeah. chase those women. Mm, 100%. Those are throwaways. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Don't get the, your, don't go, don't make your goals getting these women. Be, so you can, don't make your goal in life getting this car so you can get this woman who's yeah. going to dra- drain yeah. you of your life force. Yeah. Nah, bro, I don't, bro. yeah. You have to have deeper desires, deeper goals to, in order to, get that energy that you need to really, really hit things. So like when I'm painting, sometimes I'm painting and I'm drawing and I'm like, I get a burst of inspiration from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And when I get that burst of inspiration, I just get in the flow and I can make something crazy to something beautiful. Yeah, because I saw some of your art, man. It's it's crazy, crazy yeah. awesome, brother. Appreciate yeah, I got to get it because my, my, my sister's an artist. So yeah. it's like, I respect it. You yeah. know, attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Hey, you got some beautiful paintings, brother. So yeah, def- definitely check them out too. Oh yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have to make you a piece as well. Yeah, hundred oh, percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, so it's like same thing with fighting. When you get that that burst of energy, mm. and you're able to write it for the right reasons, that's why you know I was talking to someone before, and I was like, you know, all the best fighters, they all have uh, like deep spiritual beliefs. You know, mm. so like. John Jones, when he won that surreal gun fight, first thing he did, he's he's he uh praised Jesus. Mm. Khabib Nurmagomedov, he's Muslim. You know, his very that's uh one of his main character traits. You know, Ali, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Floyd Mayweather, same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And I I'm I'm really into psychology. So these fighters, their religion, their spirituality gives them the deeper purpose when they're fighting. It's not about getting the money because that that uh that stream of thought would only will only get you so far yeah you know yeah because you'll you'll want to stop because yeah. you don't love it you love yeah. the money more yeah. than you love what you're doing exactly exactly yeah. if it's for the women that stream of thought will only get you so far you yeah. know so it's kind of like ali he fought for deeper reasons you know yeah. that's why he went to jail came back started fighting again you know that's why he's one of the most uh inspirational people uh, in history you know yeah. Uh, John Jones, he's out here winning these fights because his whole his belief system is he is spreading his religion and he's showing the glory of God That's awesome, through bro. his fighting, you know. Yeah. And I like that, you know. And the same thing with Khabib, same thing. So for me, I had to, I went back and I reevaluated every single thing in my life, you know. And I feel like uh, to get out of losses, 
you really have to evaluate your life on a deep ask yourself deep questions because life starts with the question you know mm. you know why did you do this why did you do that how did it go wrong you're not you're not worthless because you took a loss a loss is the first step to success you know so and i truly believe that you know my whole fighting career started off of a loss because mm. i got my ass whooped you know what i'm saying before i even had any uh commission and all stuff it was I got my ass whooped in the backyard, you know, and I got obsessed with it, and then yeah. I, you know, now here I am, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of people could yeah. go the other way. Mm -hmm, yeah. A lot of people would go the other way, not want anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. like a lot of people don't know what they like until yeah. they experience it. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's pretty cool, man. Because like a lot of people, you know, tend to get scared. They have to, like for me, I had to get beat up enough times to where I was like, okay, this is what this feels like. I had to become aware of the situation. Then it was just like you know. You know, you, you you fight, you get beat up, or you, you know, because I I eventually took it into like a, a thought process, like all right, in three days I'm okay anyway. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's not a big deal, but you know, you kind of have to acclimate your mind to that, to where you know you, your adrenaline doesn't pump. Yeah, hundred percent. The way you, you're used to that atmosphere, that war atmosphere. Yeah. So, but like, but for you, you were able just to just jump right into it. For me, I had to get beat up a lot. Like I was beat up a lot. Yeah. You know, right, I got I beat to... up a lot too. Oh yeah, yeah. Was, okay. So the oh, backyard yeah. thing was just backyard. something. Oh no, no, I got beat up in the backyard. You know, but then we were fighting as well. But training, when I started training for real, that's when like yeah, we were getting I was getting my ass beat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because you then you really learned. Yeah, because I was learning yeah. from real fighters, and like, really? my coach was like one of the best fighters in the world. He he never really took his pro career. You know, he just stopped. He just kind of had got married and just kind of took a break, but he's one of the best fighters I've ever seen in my life. Oh, and I just, my, this is a guy that I was sparring with every day. Everyone mm -hmm. was scared to spar with him, but I was just like, no, I have to spar with him because if I want to be uh, like him, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to learn these learn lessons. Him, yeah, you know. So I was in the gym with him. Every, no one would ever spar with him. It was just me and him going back and forth, back and forth. And those days, you know, I made the right decision because uh, those sparring sessions and all that stuff taught me so much about life and uh you know really made me into uh the guy I am now you know and I'm trying to and, and I constantly go back to that training to take inspiration like the kid I was at that time I was just a scrawny kid didn't know much I just had a uh, heart desire and just really wanted to learn this stuff you know just, just really really wanted to learn this stuff and that's what it takes you know sometimes it's just desire heart you know and uh I think if you took a loss in life, you know, you just go through, and as long as you're, you ha like you you have that desire and that heart, you'll you'll pull out of it. You know Tyson yeah. Fury. Yeah. Tyson Fury, he had he at one point he was four hundred pounds. Even though he's never lost in his fight career, even if you you don't lose in a sport, you might take a loss in life. You know. Yeah. And then he took that loss, and uh, he was depressed for a while. He pulled himself out of it, started running. He could only run like half a mile. Kept building up, building up, building up. Lost all the weight. Mm -hmm. Came back, beat Deontay Wilder, you know? So that's what it's about. Like, I'll just watch movies that are inspirational. Rocky, you know? Uh, you know, just so different. Just Forrest Gump, you know, I'll watch that for inspiration. You know, just stuff like that, you know? He took a lot, too. Yeah. That, that, that character took his beatdowns. He oh, just yeah. kept moving. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, so, and that's just what it's about. But that's about. what happens when noise doesn't affect you. Yeah. You know, when it just doesn't affect you. Yeah, he, he, he just doesn't even know that it's not, that something bad happened to him. Or it's you disrespectful. Know? Yeah, yeah. Or this guy just, you know, disrespected me. He just keeps, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good analogy, yeah. actually. Being able to just zone in and just not, you know, okay, this is what I got to do. This is what I got to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I got promoted. That's mm. how, you know, carried him through the war. Like, mm. literally, just, there was nothing bothering that, man. Yeah. 
as he went through all this whole bullshit. <laughs> and that's yeah. the thing as well. That I was talking about earlier uh. with uh, like, yeah, sometimes a lot, a lot of times life, something bad might happen. But yeah. actually, if you really look, it's a skill, though. You have to really look at it and find something good out of it. Yeah. You got to pull it out regardless of what happens. Yeah. You might break your arm, but it's like, all right, I broke my arm. I can't train with my right arm. But all right, I'm going to make my jab crazy. Yeah. I'm going to make my jab crazy. So mm-hmm. when I come back, I'm going to be strategic with mm-hmm. this jab and it's going to elevate me. But having that mindset to be like, I'm going to focus on this instead of being worried about that is a thing that happens. It's a skill in every part of life. You know, mm-hmm. if you lost everything and then the mindset I would have would be like, all right, now I know I could get it back because I already got there once, but now yeah. I'm going to do it even smarter, you know? So it's an opportunity, you know, it's a it's a way to really build up, you know. So that's that's something I've really found through this loss. I looked at the what I can do to really make myself better, you know, and how I can make sure that these things never happen again. Cause I my first loss, I learned these lessons. But then I won the next fight, and then, you know, the fuck the leeches come out, all these different mm-hmm. people who are there, you know, pretending that they're your friends, but they're just like there because they 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 want to be part of the whatever's going on you know or they might be secretly plotting on you and uh you know people don't understand that part of the the aspect that's like that's a big mental thing yeah because they 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 show you all this love and then they just strip it from you yeah just like off of one thing like Mm -hmm. it's it's crazy yeah and it's a mental breakdown for a lot of people people were talking trash like uh one guy thought who's Thought he was like in my corner. I heard this guy was like talking crazy shit. Like, oh, he got knocked out. Can't believe it. You know, uh, we shouldn't use him for this this photo shoot because his stock is down right now. I'm yeah. like, bro, what the fuck? This guy was this guy who's acting like he was my friend. You know, and yeah. I, I confronted him about. It. I'm like, bro, you said this and that. I'm like, bro, you you guys are weird. You know, but this is how people are. It's like uh, more than you know. Yeah, yeah, more than you yeah. know, especially when money's involved. A hundred percent. Business is involved, and everything like this. It's, it's like it's. It's almost better not to get close to people, Mm-mm, you know. Yeah, and then yeah. you find your support team—the people who aren't going to benefit from you winning or losing. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be your support team, mm, yeah. you know. The people that are there for you no matter what. Like yeah. that thing is, and it's hard to build that. One hundred percent. It's yeah. hard to find that real, you know, real people, real soul with real code, real honor, real ethics. Like it's hard to find that. Oh yeah, it's and extremely so, hard. And so, but as long as you stay grounded and you hold it down yourself, man, you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, you'll, you'll be able to weed everyone out that isn't just by being that way. A hundred percent. That's why I tell everyone, you know, who's like real, like, man, like, you know, if, if you're real, don't worry about anyone else around you not being real because you're gonna weed all those people out anyways just by being real. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, they yeah. don't like mirrors. No, 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 definitely not. I really see that a lot. You know, I feel like. Uh, you know, just weird shit. Like, if if you're doing good, I'm happy for you. I'm, mm-hmm. You're successful. You're doing your thing. Great. I'm happy for you. That doesn't take away from me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, it, it doesn't. There's plenty to go around for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, but some people look at it like, oh, this guy's successful. I don't. Well, I don't really get it. Why is he? I'm smarter than him, or whatever. I'm I've just been. As good. Yeah, I'm just yeah. as good. I've been grinding as long as him. Mm-hmm. Maybe they haven't really seen the process that you know, that you go through. Mm. They don't really see the late nights that you're doing. They only mm. see whatever, you know, and then uh, they feel like you're getting success easy, mm. you know, and then they're like, oh, well, I'm going to plot on him. I wanna, I'm going to tell the enemy about his, mm. his injury or I'm going to mm. do this or do that. So it's just how people are. It's just the nature of, 
that's how you know that that, that you're doing good in life, I yeah, guess, because yeah. you know if you're if you're not, no one would give a fuck. You right. know what I'm saying? So people worry. It's like yeah, so people are worried. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they want to see you win. You know, so so yeah, man. So I learned a lot of lessons from that fight, and you know, with the kids out there, these things are bound to happen. You know, mm-hmm. if you're doing your thing, you're going you're going to stumble. You know. Uh, that's how you learn. That's how you grow. Mm-hmm. You know, I do this like visualization where uh, I just picture myself as a tree, you know, like a, like a little sap tree, little sapling. And then I picture myself being like a big giant redwood, you know, a real thick redwood or oak tree, whatever tree you could think of, just a massive, massive tree. And then how nothing could just like, you know, knock that tree over. And the process of, being a small thing and then becoming a giant, you know, mm-hmm. I think about that all the time when I'm like training, when I'm running, I'm like every day I'm watering my, my plant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm watering my spiritual plant, you know, I'm watering my mindset. I'm watering all this stuff to where one day I could be a big ass tree. You know what I'm saying? Does yeah. that sound weird? I mean, no, no, <laughs> yeah. no, honestly, like, like anybody, anybody's way to find peace or find mm-hmm. steadiness or, or calmness in the waters. Just to just to be able so they can get a clear visualization of where they're going, yeah. however you got to do it, yeah, yeah. do it, yeah. you know, because you're gonna need those. Mm. You're gonna need those moments to yourself. Yeah. You're gonna need that time. So no, that, that doesn't sound silly to me at all. But yeah. that sounds very smart and intelligent. So yeah, yeah, yeah bro. So that's that's what you know. Yeah, that's, that's what I would say. You know, find that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like an elephant. You know, a little baby elephant. Picture yourself as a giant elephant. You mm-hmm. know, and. uh you know, yeah, it's very, very interesting stuff. You know, like the mindset, mm-hmm. your mind, you know, when it comes to fighting, fighting's more more, more so psychological. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it, it translates so well with the art because art is extremely psychological. Yep. You know, it's just like create a painting and then someone can understand it deeply mm-hmm. without ever saying a word, you know. Mm-hmm. And fighting is very similar in the sense that it's all like body language and you know the judges may the judges don't really know what's going on only you mm-hmm. the crowd doesn't know what's going on only you and him know what's going on in there for mm-hmm. real like yeah. you know he knows he just hit you hard or you know you just hit him hard the audience might see it you know but the audience don't see when that guy punched you or you punched him the look in your eye where you're mm-hmm. just like I'm not giving up you know right. they might feel it to a degree but only people who really know what's going on is those two fighters yeah and uh you know, so it's extremely psychological and, mm-hmm. you know, some guys win fights just based on knowing that. That's one thing about John Jones. Regardless of what happens in a fight, he always has his hands up. He always looks like he won. He's never down. He never looks sad. He never looks like, oh, shit, I lost around. Even if he got his ass whooped, he's like, nah, I did it. Mm-hmm. That's how it is in life, too. You know, I might take an L, but you'll never, ever see me down. You'll never see me sad. You'll never see me, you know. You'll, you'll you'll just see me up every single time, you know. Even if I feel like nah, I'm uh, everything's going left, you know, like yeah. because that's how it is. That's what one of the biggest things fighting taught me and watching fighters like Ali. Ali was getting smashed the whole fight. I believe he's when he fought George Foreman or Joe Frazier. Mm-hmm. I think George Foreman. Mm-hmm. He was getting smashed the whole fight, and then at the very end, he knocked him out. And then he after that fight, you, you this is very rare footage, but. If you could find it online, there's him walking back and he's saying, like, he feels like he's going to die, you know? And then it's like months later, they're asking him about the fight. He's like, that's the closest he's ever been to dying. But during the fight, you would have never thought anything about it. Yeah. Because also, 
he came back from that fight where he didn't fight for three years and he was just in a jail cell, so he didn't run. Mm. So he was like slow, slower. And his heart and determination got him through that fight, wow. you know, and he won, you know, and that's where it's like, you know, that that's where it's like, that's very, very interesting stuff to me. You know, yeah. very fascinating. Well, you know, that's the way of being in life. Yeah, same yeah. Thing. You yeah. know, a lot of people don't understand that too, because even as you go through, you know, barriers of success, you still have to keep going. Yeah. You still have to keep going, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty incredible. Well, Manuel, I appreciate you for coming oh, yeah. on, Thank man. Thank you, brother. You've been a special guest, great. man. Very, oh, yeah. very motivational, man. Oh, yeah. and, appreciate uh, you. Man, you got some skills, brother. Oh, yeah. and, uh, appreciate yeah, that, man. Man. And, uh, man, we'll have you on soon. Oh, yeah. Right, Damn right. Thank you so much. All right. We're getting sports. Yeah. The Big Tank.